Welcome to the Scuff Podcast, where we talk about U.S. soccer. Kings of CONCACAF, the USA beat Canada 2-0 Sunday night in Las Vegas to lift the trophy for Nations League for the second time in a row. How you doing, Greg? Uh, I am reigning. We are reigning, Bells. Three, three-time continental champions at this point, now that we've added random continental champions, championships <laughs> to the schedule. It's never been, uh, uh, well, never is a, is a long time, but man, it, this is the best little stretch of play since we started the podcast, wouldn't you say? Yeah, absolutely. I mean, again, you can't, get, you can't go get a coffee at this point without running into a CONCACAF championship that we have. <laughs> Which I, Five I, think zero. That's a, I think that's a good thing. <laughs> yeah. 5-0. We beat Mexico 3-0, Canada 2-0. Could have been more in both games. Although Canada was a little, I think, a little bit more dangerous than Mexico was. A lot more dangerous than Mexico was. And, and um, also more resolute, I think. So, so again, yeah. full credit to the lads uh, for, for, edging, for edging them. Yeah, the, the, the Richie Larea, um, Alistair Johnston combination was quite a bit more defensively stout than uh jorge sanchez and who was who was the right center back for mexico i forget uh i i don't remember either i just know that uh whoever their coach was at the time is no longer their coach now oh yeah fired diego diego's gone that was announced this morning hilarious hilariously so yeah so we are leaving just an, an absolute like uh havoc in our wake because mexico's manager is out herdman just uh absolutely thrashing his own federation uh, in the post-game conference. Not that that's entirely on us. And, and obviously, you know, you, you don't just want to focus on the men's side of that with the women's team having a World com- Cup coming up uh, and being very vocal about their treatment from the Federation. The resources, it's a lot of resources talk for Canada. He's saying they need more money, the, the national teams do. Yeah, I mean, they keep having to cancel, you know, international windows, whereas the U.S. are just like making them up. <laughs> right. It's like, well, we'll just play three games, whether it's a FIFA window or not, we don't care. The Keynesian U.S. Soccer Federation, just deficit spending, <laughs> deficit spending for growth. I'm, so anyway, I'm for it. I'm anyway, for it. It's, it, it was a fun week. What a fun week is really what I'm getting at for the U.S. and uh, putting, putting our rivals uh, to the sword and, and really just burying them in a lot, a lot of mud. Yeah. Let me, before we get into it, which is going to be a lot of fun, let me just quickly say that the Patreon's been humming the past week. We've got a bunch of uh, mixed zone audio from Sanjay Sujanta Kumar, who was kind of our man on our our man and other people's man on the scene in Las Vegas. And um, he's his own man. That guy, that guy is hustling. He gets he gets really cool interviews, and uh, they're a blast to listen to. Yes, yeah. He interviewed uh, Luca in Las Vegas and Joe Scally. Those are both up on the free feed. But on the Patreon, we got a bunch of mixed zone audio from him, which is kind of cool to listen to because it's like it's so raw and real. And then we've got, um, well, Vince did a solo podcast on, I think, Friday night about the, the Mexico, the win over Mexico and the, the news about Burhalter, And it's, it's amazing. I mean, <laughs> if you're, he if went you're for not, an hour. If you're, if you're not subscribed to the Patreon, like, okay, fair enough. But subscribe for just long enough to listen to Vince's solo episode, <laughs> yeah. even if you're going to cancel right after that. Yeah. Get on there and listen to Vince. Uh, Vince's confessional. It's uh, incredible content. How he managed to do that for an hour by himself, I, I, uh, my hat's off. That's all I got to say. 
Uh, so anyway, the link is in the show notes. The Patreon is is cooking. We've got a we got a John Tolkien interview coming in a few days. The Monday review will be tomorrow. That's Tuesday morning. So um, you know, join us if you are able. I feel like I feel like we kick off the Gold Cup later this afternoon. When is when is our first match? <laughs> it's coming fast and furious. Uh, let's do the lineups. So it was uh, it was Matt Turner in goal. Joe Scally replaced the suspended Serginio Dest at right back. Walker Zimmerman stepped in for an injured Miles Robinson at right center back. Chris Richards again at left center back, and of course Anthony Robinson at left back. And then we had a midfield of Musa, Reyna, and Aronson. And then Wea and Pulisic on the wings, and Fuller and Balogun at striker. This was his game where he really came out and showed us what he can do, I think. So uh, BJ Kalognan showing no respect to the way the positions were divvied up on the roster announcement graphic. Uh, mm-hmm. Brennan Aronson was not listed as a midfielder. Um, so feels like a little bit of a betrayal. Um, and, and obviously, you know, I think everyone, not just because of that graphic, but because of how the, you know, the past uh, six months of soccer in Europe has played out, fully expected Luca De La Torre to be the, the stand-in for uh, the injured Weston McKinney. Yes, I, sh- I sure did. And I was, um, I was disappointed that he, he wasn't in the starting lineup. Kind of had to change my tune on that <laughs> after watching that second half. Man, so Aronson has been uh, through the World Cup and na- and now you know in this particular match uh, has been sort of the minutes eater as a center mid for us. I feel like that's sort of the the uh, cross he is currently bearing, if you want to call it that. I don't know that he objects to playing there. I think he has been more effective individually for us playing on the wing. Um, yeah. But when we need someone to just fill in in the World Cup, it was Weston McKenney on a clear minutes restriction coming out around sixty minutes each match. Mostly it was Brendan Aronson taking over for him. Uh, and mostly doing like a solid do no harm job. Yeah, I and I'm, maybe I I'm underselling that too. Hopefully, uh, hopefully I'm giving him his due. But he's he's not hurting us. He's not changing the game for us in there. But he's 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 holding his ground at times. He didn't get little brother too much in this game. I uh, I will say, yeah, I don't know. He didn't really get on the ball much. Didn't have much influence in the attack. But he did, he, was he kind of marking Davies or at least semi-marking shading. him? He's, he was shading that right side until they had to switch Davies over. Yeah. But uh, just on the lineup, we don't have to go all the way into Aronson now. Um, just on the lineup, uh, three, is it, am I counting three Paris eligible players in the 11 with Scali, Reina, well, four, because Balo. Scali, Reina, Musa, and Balo are all Paris eligible. I'm just keeping, you know, the scuffed youth watch going, despite yeah. the fact that we're moving on the cycle to players entering their prime. Uh, and then Pepe will eventually come in. So that's five Paris eligible dudes playing in this game. Booth. Oh, Johnny. Six. Bell, six. Six uh, Booth, Olympics Booth eligible players. Booth would have been seven. So even as we're moving into, like, we're not the babies anymore, we still kind of are just running these kids out. Yep, it's still a very it's still a very young team. Um I guess Zim Zimmerman and Turner, the the elder statesman on the field for us. Uh and then, sorry, last note on the eleven, because again, I think it's it's fun to think about these things as a sicko of the national team. Like the last home match against Canada um was the World Cup qualifier right. uh, in Nashville. And the players we didn't have for that match were all of the front four. Wea. No, I'm sorry. We had Pulisic. I already got to change it. But Wea, Balo, and Reina, we add into this into this group. Pretty, yeah. pretty solid. And then Musa. Musa wasn't in that Nashville game either. Wea, Balo, and Reina, huge additions to a front seven. Um, 
it kind of feels like a different era with Reyna and Ballo uh, cooking up there. Canada's Moose lineup. And, Moose, and, Moose and Richard also no slouches to, to just be adding from our previous home match against Canada. Richards is Richards has been amazing these past two games. I can't believe how. I mean, I can believe it, but I'm so happy with how well he's played. Canada's lineup was uh, Milan Borjan in goal, that the ancient uh, goalkeeper for Canada. They had a back three of Alistair Johnston, pretty solid. Scott Kennedy, pretty bad, and Kamal Miller. And then uh, Richie Larea and Alfonso Davies as the wingbacks. They switched sides uh, as the game went went on. Ismail Kone and Steven Eustachio in the midfield. And then with Jonathan Osorio and then uh, Jonathan David and Kyle Laren up top. No huge surprises. I guess I was a little, a little surprised that Tajan Buchanan didn't start, but he it's, came in later. Yeah, and, and he, hasn't, he hasn't been a nailed-on sub for Canada, I think, in, at all, ever, right? He's always sort of been sometimes in, sometimes, sometimes starting, other times uh, impact sub. Okay. Um, but still, a lot of—I mean, there's firepower on that on that lineup, right? I mean, there's no there's no question that uh, for the longest time, Jonathan David was the guy who would have started for us uh, at any point in last cycle. Yeah, b- born in New York. For those of you uh, who aren't complete sickos and know that already, <laughs> um, he was neutralized in this game. I don't think he he didn't really he didn't really have much to do. Uh, so to the timeline, we came out we come out in a four three three. I've repeatedly misidentified this as a four two three one. Uh, including on the call-in show. That's another thing we have on the Patreon, the call-in show from last night. Uh, but it's the same. It's basically the same formation we've been playing under Berhalter, uh, a four-three-three. Musa was kind of the single pivot, right? I mean, there was triveting, but yeah, there's triveting, and it's just like the other ones. The uh, those eights will will flare out. They'll flare out to collect a ball, uh, and then then they'll just generally. Um, and when I say it, I mean collect a ball from like the center backs. They'll right. flare out wide of the two center backs, all the way back uh, to pick up the balls. So Behind, like outside of the amoeba and then just look up and uh, keep circulating or try to do some long distribution. But yes, uh, I would say we're still, we're still in the same ballpark. The big difference of course, is that we've uh, we don't have Tyler Adams available for these matches and we have replaced him with the exceedingly less Tyler Adams ish midfielder Gio Reyna. Right. And I, I, I'm going to be interested in your, you know, your tracking of the, ro- the defensive rotations. I, I, I noticed one moment where, uh, well, actually in the second half when Reyna was already off, where w- the rotations weren't super great. But um, I know you've been tracking that for a while. Yeah, and, and since we're bringing it up, before we even get into any of the events, I'll just say right now, uh, as far as I'm concerned, we, we, I mean, assuming healthy, which, you know, Reyna's already going to put that to the test, assuming full health, like, I think it should go from MMA to McKenny Musa Reyna as our midfield. Uh, and we do that until it becomes untenable. So we do that until it's like, oh, no, we are a sieve without Tyler Adams in there. We got to get him back in. Uh, I think we got to err on the side of game changers. And Gio Reyna is a game changer, in my opinion. Yeah. And yeah. we keep him on the field and we don't do it in a way that sacrifices Pulisic or Wea, who I think it's also fair to say are the game changers for us. Uh, so, so I'm just, I'm just going to get that out of the way right now. Um, until someone like makes us prove until someone proves that we can't do that. Um, I think we got to run that way and just, and just see, see what we got. There's the stakes aren't as high as the world cup group stage match against Wales, which would have been like our first chance to really try it out if Gio had been healthy. Uh, so I think for me, this is this, at this point in the cycle, we run with it until we can't run with it anymore. And you were, I think you were calling for it for the Wales game, right? 
Yeah, for Wales specifically, I don't think I, w- I mean, and even then I was saying it would take guts in a World Cup match to just be like, I don't think you can hurt us uh, to what, you know, into that Wales game. I don't think they can hurt us enough that we have to play Adams. The M- like the MMA midfield was the rock through qualifying because so right. many of our attackers weren't available. We never had three good elite attackers to try to fit into the lineup. It was always two or fewer. Um, so there was never that moment to really try it out. But once we got into the World Cup, it would have taken a lot of guts to have that be the game to try it. So I, I get not trying it. And then again, my, I don't think Reyna was healthy to do that anyway uh, from the start of a match. Uh, but yeah, I, I think especially with the lower stakes now of the next year and a half, two years, I think, you, I think we've got to see if, if we can make that work. Well, the, just to follow up on that, the main reason we never got to try it in qualifying is because Reyna was injured from the vast majority of qualifying. He played in the first window, came off, I think, in the third game of that window. And then, uh, is that right? Yeah. The third no, game no, no, no. Reyna played 90 minutes against El Salvador, didn't come on the field again until, uh, until 2022. Until, uh, was it the not final until window. we played Panama? Yeah, and, came uh, in the last window. And then he was obviously on like minutes restrictions in that window. Uh, and, not, so, and not just that, it, uh, Pulisic and Wea were in and out of camps as well. So, yeah, we never really had a chance to try to get all three of them on the field at the same time until the World Cup. And then, yeah, we don't need to relitigate that. But. <laughs> <laughs> all right, now let's jump into the timeline because we got a perfect Reina Wea moment right away. Reina wins the ball in the midfield and plays Wea wide, sort of leads him wide. And Wea just steps on the ball and rolls it backwards right into Reina's path. Uh, felt like he should have, I mean, they said this on the broadcast too, but felt like he should have just taken a sh- touch and ripped one from the edge of the 18. And st- he had the opportunity to do that. Uh, instead, he kind of dribbled into the box and settled for a tough shot from a more difficult angle. But in any case, it was, uh, it was a nice promising sequence claimed by Borjan. Maybe, maybe even Reyna was trying to cross it. I don't know. Uh, some real nice technique from Wea though, on that entry pass. Like it looked like almost like a, a video game glitch, the way that ball was seemed like it was going to handcuff him but then he just handled it super cleanly uh and then lovely back heel if it was maybe someone besides reina and i'm there's starting to be more and more guys where i'd be okay where i'm okay with what reina did here yeah hit it first time but you're you're reina and you're really good at uh controlling the situation so you're not going to just you know get run off the ball instantly if you hold on to it for two extra touches uh and what, what would that shot have been 25 yards out if he takes it first time uh, not quite that far, I don't All think. Right. I think he was, was it, not first time. I, I think one touch and then a shot. Okay. He, probably, he probably takes it from inside 20 yards. I got, but, I got you. I, I'm going to give tons of grace to, to Gio and to Wea uh, and even Pulisic um, to see if they can improve their situation. Fair enough. Yeah. Um, now, the other big question, one of the big questions of the day was can Joe Scali uh, stay in front of Alfonso Davies or at least. Um, limit what he can do and i think the answer was yes yeah yes absolutely i mean that's 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 a task that we're giving him and we didn't say do it all by yourself we we planned really well for again for aronson to shade over there uh so he always had almost always had help um but yeah you could tell they were they were attacking that side to test out that pitch control of scally brendo yeah and they weren't perfect or anything but they did uh, Scally held his own, um, right at the three forty mark. Uh, they come at, they come at that side, uh, several times in a row. Richards ends up clearing two dangerous balls across, but Scally's throwing his body in the way. I was pleased with, uh, I was pleased with Joe Scally. 
Yeah, and you, you saw right away some of the rotations of Brendo cheating really hard back to that side to help. It wasn't like we were asking Wea to get back there. So you could tell, again, we're in that 4-3-3 defense uh, where it's asking a lot of the midfielders to come out to the ball side. Um, and there were some times where, like, it, in these two that you're mentioning, these two sequences, where the ball goes wide, Scally starts to go out to meet it, like just delays it for a second, and then it's almost like a basketball zone where you go out to deny the shot and then you drop as the, as the player uh, near you arrives. So then as Brendo's shading over, Scally actually drops off of the ball carrier, and that's how one of them ended up with a free cross. So it's not, again, the rotations and timing, not necessarily perfect, uh, but you could kind of see what, what our plan was for that sideline defense. Hard to get those kinds of rotations perfect when you when you have a, a live human being with the ball <laughs> and you can't you've control. You're, you're in your first camp together, right? Uh, in the seventh minute, Wea charges sixty yards, shrugs off a guy, uh, tries to whip a ball across for Ballo, and it's cut out at the edge of the six for a corner. Um, on the in- it was just nice from Wea the, the physicality, the strength, the um. You know, the, the, like you're talking about his control, his ability he, to control yeah. the situation. He gets on the ball at midfield. It's like a bouncing ball. And as he's controlling it, I don't remember which tiny Canadian smashes into him, but Wea didn't move. And the Canadian guy fell on his back. And then Wea takes off running and another guy is trying to catch up to him. And, and Wea just like, it's like an open field, broken tackle in tackle football. Like he just like gets the stiff arm out and like just yeah. pushes him backwards. And then that guy goes down and it's just Wea free running. Uh, who he, these guys? It's it's a fun cycle, Bells. I'm going to say it over and over again. Fun yeah. cycle, not a perfect match for us. A little bit probably messier than than you might remember if you if you do a rewatch. Um, but just these moments of like just total like talent uh, advantages, right? Yeah, I I didn't think we were we, we weren't clicking on all cylinders in the attacking third in this game. I mean, we had the we had the set piece. The set pieces were dangerous, and we had a and Balogun created some danger. Um, but anyway, let's uh, let's keep set going. Piece. Yeah, let's get to the yeah. set piece. So the ensuing corner after that, Wea wins gets uh, you know kind of ponged around in the air in the box, and one of the Canadian defenders heads it really high, looping into zone fourteen. And Zimmerman tries a left-footed full volley uh, and just catches it and flashes it just wide of the far post. But definitely shades of Zinedine Zidane versus Bayer Leverkusen 2002. Look it up. It's the exact, it's the exact <laughs> same thing, except Zidane's just went up for 90. Yeah, no, and, and that's the thing. that we've, we've been saying this for, I mean, probably since 2018. Like, if there's a player that you want to compare Walker Zimmerman to, it's Zinedine Zidane. <laughs> Of Real Madrid. In yeah, somebody's gonna get somebody's gonna clip that and then get me on Twitter for it. I don't, I'm not being serious. I don't think Zimmerman is similar to Zinedine Zidane at all. But it was the same kind of strike. That's all and I'm saying. Canada were a bit of a mess on this one. That first ball got cleared out to Joe Scally, and he's able to hit in an uncontested cross. And uh, it's crazy. We have like a four on one or four on two advantage in the box for that first cross. So Canada were in a way like a little bit lucky that we didn't just score on the uh, on that first ball in from from Scally. Um, but also strange that we had that advantage and then still had Zimmerman all by himself to hit that volley. Yeah. You, know, you gotta wake bit, up a little bit. A little bit sluggish, yeah, from the Canucks. Uh, eight minute mark, Kone burns Jedi down the right, the right side, down our left side, which is rare, and then slips Laren in behind Richards. Um, just a nice little sequence from Kone. Um, Laren's shot is right at Turner. Uh, not too dangerous. 
but I mean, it doesn't feel dangerous because Laren didn't do much with it. But this was like a sneakily good chance, I think, for Canada. Uh, yeah. I mean, they were in right like they got behind Richards and yeah. it's it's Zimmerman trying to arrive to to disrupt, but he's not there in time to stop the shot. So it all just comes down to can uh, Laren hit it in a spot that that Turner can't get to because he has his he has his pick of where to put it. And, and he just, puts it right. He puts it kind of tamely right at him. Yep. Honestly, yep, just a tame finish. And so again, this is where you just chalk chalk one up to you tip your variance cap on this one, uh, and hope that hope that things uh, get cleaned up a little bit in front of the goal. Yeah. What what could Richards have done better there? Cut off the angle for the for the ball in behind a little better. I mean, it just seems like he's kind of he's kind of in a no win situation there. I think he is sort of just in a no win situation, and so it's really on Jedi to not have sort of allowed that play to develop in behind him okay uh, so and, and then also you got to just know that what richards does is you know once the situation is broken down with jedi um what richards allows canada to get is the shot from a not a very good angle you know if you compare that laren shot to where he gets the shot in the world cup qualifier on uh, on that shanked goal kick yeah from turner like laren's right in the front of the, like almost not dead center but he's in within like within the goal posts and here uh, he's he's pretty far outside of it, so that's the shot we allowed. Yeah, what do you get like a tenth of a a tenth of a goal in XG for every yard closer to the center of the goal you get? I don't and know. That, it, it it goes up pretty rapidly when you get in the in the middle of the goal. Yeah, as a keeper, you're always you're always happy for any any extra step they have to take out towards the sideline. Uh, tenth tenth minute, we get a, a Joe Scally long ball to Pulisic, who's making a run right down the middle, kind of reminiscent of the one where he's uh, set up Brendan Aronson against Morocco. He runs it down, brings it down, and then kind of gets shepherded off to the side. But he lays it off kind of cleverly for uh, an overlapping Tim Weah, who takes it at the near post and fizzes it across. It's cut out. Um, Alfonso Davies tries to carry, gets the ball in the ensuing moments and then tries to carry it forward and dribbles out of bounds, which is kind of sad for him. Well, well, he rinsed Scally here. Um, but he this, did. This is the place for Scally to get rinsed 75 yards up the field or 75 yards away from Matt Turner. Yeah. Although if, if Davies had kept it in bounds, which I feel like <laughs> nine times out of 10, he does. Yes. Uh, He's moving. He's yeah. moving 75 yards pretty quick. Yeah. Um, shortly after this, Aronson picks up a loose ball. You know, Canada pretty sloppy in their half, I thought, and slips uh, Ballow into the side of the box. He works a guy, uh, I think it was Kennedy, and which was which is nice to see. And then wins a corner, whipping the ball at the six. So we get another corner. I don't know how many corner kicks we had, but it seemed like a lot. Yeah, and you just it's it's another. We've now added a guy who again can control the situation. Uh, yep. A nice entry pass from Brendo into the into the box, but of course Ballow has to get it. You know, running away from goal, so it was back to goal. And for him to create a situation where he is now facing the, the center of the field uh, with time to pick out whatever he wants to do, um, that's, that's some skill that we are excited to have in our 11. Yeah, it feels like, is there anybody in the 11 today who is, doesn't routinely control their situation? I guess Aronson probably. And, in um, this 11? Yeah. Oh, man. In the attack? Yeah, it'd, be, it'd, be, it'd probably be Brendo. Well, but he makes uh, up for it with with other with other no, uh, he, work. <laughs> we're not picking on Brendo today. Just just for the record, twelfth uh, minute on the ensuing corner, we get our goal, and it's uh, Reyna drops the corner kick in the mixer. Richards runs a little stunt with Zimmerman 
uh, and dunks on Alistair Johnston, heads it down and back past Borjan to his left. Just a textbook headed finish. Hoover, Alabama, stand up. That is a suburb of Birmingham. Uh, Richard's first goal for the senior national team. And, you know, as Vince pointed out in his, uh, in his solo vibes cast, Richards has really improved in the air. Yeah, he's Air Richards now. His, his nickname now fits. So <laughs> that's right. It's, it's and it's a huge deal because Reem remains not that strong in the air. So if we can get to where both our center backs are set piece threats, uh, that's gonna that's gonna and we have somebody who's who's a little better at hitting our set pieces on the field. Um, yeah, this is that's gonna go a long way. Yeah, and then when you have Weston McKenney in the game, you have a third like legit set piece threat. It's really nice. A nice, uh, a nice corner kick from Reyna. He, he seems like he should be the guy taking corner kicks and set pieces in general. Um, 1-0 USA. Richards runs over and uh, celebrates with a big scream. And uh, man, just love to see it. He had, Not he only, had a bunch of big screams. He had probably, I bet he led the team in big screams uh, <laughs> yesterday. And I can is, think of at least tough. one other. Yeah, yeah, exactly. And, and we got Zimmerman. He's a big screamer too. So uh, we got some roars. We got we got some guys who will roar during a soccer match. Yeah, let me play. Let me play what Richard said on the field after the after the game. He, here's what he said: "So I jumped. It went in. We won. Simple. 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 All right. Um, moving along, Musa. I thought doing well to take responsibility in the middle. I didn't think he was like at his sharpest with the ball with the ball in this game, but." Plenty good, plenty good, and uh, he was really he was taking responsibility defensively and in the in the buildup. I thought, yeah, and and we'll talk about it later. But the buildup was just a little bit different in this game, where um, it wasn't a lot of like hitting hitting the attackers in pockets as part of the buildup. The buildup was more like drawing Canada up, especially after we're one zero up, drawing Canada upfield, and then and then going past them uh, over the midfield. So you can say we skipped the midfield, which we did, but we used the midfield uh, to connect four or five, six passes in sort of our own third, brought Canada up, and then it was like, all right, now let's go, let's go over them and see what, the, see what the lads up top can do. Did we have much success with that? The lads up top, it seems like we couldn't get that. We couldn't win a lot of those long balls. Yeah, it wasn't, it wasn't super clean, but we get, we get a couple more, and we got an we got important one. And then, and then it just comes down to like, how bad do we have to keep doing it? Right, right. All right, 15th minute, Reyna works a couple guys through the middle of the field and gets fouled hard by Scott Kennedy, um, which is a clear yellow card. And I think that does have some relevance for the second goal later. Um, this, was, this was one of the times we tried to work it up through the middle. So we had, we had a few passes, like a 10-pass sequence-ish, something like that, including like a, turn, a ball back to Turner that he hit, hit up over everybody and Reyna collected it. Uh, out towards our left sideline, like just lays it off for Jedi, and we uh, keep building. Ends up with Musa in the in a nice pocket behind Canada's front two, um, and then we're a little bit slow to rotate to give Musa that vertical uh, option between Balo mm-hmm. and Reina. Neither of them are quite in the window, um, so Musa tries to hit it up to Reina, and because they're not quite in the window, the pass is not. Uh, you know, Reina has some ground to cover to catch up to the pass, so it's one of those situations where the pass is just bad enough to end up being good because Reyna can still get there first, but it's very inviting for Kennedy to come in like he's going to get there. Yeah. Uh, and that's how, that's how Reyna ends up caught late. He gets his toe in and Kennedy gets there a uh, beat later and wipes him out. 
and he's got a he's a, he's on a yellow until he comes out late in the second half. Nineteenth minute, uh, Robinson is playing bouncer to Larea, as Vince put it in his podcast. Just uh, ushers a diagonal pass out of bounds. It keeps saying no, you can't get in to Richie Larea, and I and I I really appreciate Robinson for his uh, just how locked down he is over there. There was the one time where he got beat by Kone that resulted in that good chance, but other than that, I don't think he was. I don't think he put a foot wrong defensively. No, we were pretty we were pretty tight through 180 minutes in this uh, in this window. Good string of passes from Canada up the right in the 25th minute. Uh, Kone slips Lorea to the end line again. Jedi Jedi doesn't take the ball from him, but he forces him to cross it into the side netting. Uh, just not letting anything happen. I, I clocked An- Aronson fouling Davies around the 26 minute mark to sort of prevent a uh, a jailbreak, and I liked that. That's important. You know how I feel about tactical fouling. It's a mature move, and we got to have a lot of uh, a lot of that mentality uh, in the squad. It's good to see Aronson doing it. You know, get need him to be a little bit more cynical in general. Twenty um, eighth minute, another good set piece chance. This time, Reina floats one into the edge of the box. Not a great free kick, but Scally kind of keeps it alive by going up for the duel, and then it 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 skips over to Zimmerman who nods it across. Balgan takes it on his chest above the near post and quickly tries to head it over as Eustachio's head comes into his airspace. So there's a clash. He got his bell rung. Uh, he stays down for a while, but gets looked at and then takes, goes off the field for a minute. I was just impressed with the power he generated on that header. You know, it's a, that's, a, that's an unusual uh, action. And, um, and so it's the first example of several of how quickly he can turn and create uh, like a a genuinely dangerous shot very rapidly yeah with with no room right and that's that's the big thing of course uh i doubt i even need to say it but he may have decided to just overhead kick it first time off the off the zimmerman <laughs> cross the header uh because of how difficult it is to chest it up to your own head but again probably probably just going to give the benefit of the doubt to the professional here uh and he does he does again generate a few more of these chances uh, throughout the game with like an unexpected ability to take a touch where you didn't even think a touch could exist. Right. I mean, that's how you rack up. That's how you rack up the the volume of chances, right? Right. Like being able to create them where someone else wouldn't be able to create one. Yep. And you can really see, I mean, you could really see that in this game. I'm a huge Ricardo Pepe fan, but he is not as, he is just not as proficient in this category as Ballo is. And I guess, you know, yet. if you look at the We're underlying keep saying yet for the, for the kids. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The kids who are slightly younger than the kid who's doing it. <laughs> right. 32nd minute, uh, corner kick after Pulisic tries to go 1v1 with Scott Kennedy and can't beat him. Uh, just, you know, people were pointing out that Pulisic was double teamed in this game, and that's, that, that's maybe a, the explanation, but he did not, I mean, he didn't really do any damage on the dribble in this game. Um, he, got some, he got isolated out wide with, uh, with Johnston sometimes, or Kennedy in this case. Just couldn't uh, couldn't make anything happen. He roasted Jorge, Jorge Sanchez like six times against Mexico, but not in this game. Um, yeah, there was almost like no getting the edge, right? Where he was constantly getting the edge against Mexico. This was more the like what we have seen in the past of trying to shimmy somebody and then sort of hitting across into somebody's legs. Right. There was a, there was a lot of that. He's he's developed into an incredibly good box arriver. 
So it doesn't, you know, it's not like an indictment or anything. It's just something to watch. Well, and the uh, other thing is, if if we're generating a bunch of corners and we're actually good at them, <laughs> then then that's already then that's a really good thing. In the past, when we were getting these corners and then just it, it was futile and there was nothing coming of it, uh, it just felt like a good chance, totally wasted. When not wasted, but a good position, right? Uh, wasted as you watch that ball hit off shins and go out of bounds. That's a good point. Maybe maybe I shouldn't be so disappointed when he kicks it off somebody's legs out of bounds. Um, we try a short corner to Pulisic and he, he hits it way too long. And then, uh, I only mention it because Scally does well to get back and prevent a Jonathan David jailbreak by drawing a foul, something he yeah. did a couple of times. Yeah. Yep. Sneaks in front, draws a foul. Same thing as Mexico. I felt early on the ref was, was giving a lot of whistles for those where you just get position and then go to ground. You're going to get the whistle both teams. Um, and our guys were all savvy enough to do that on numerous occasions. Yeah, uh, I got one here in the shortly after this 33rd minute. Uh, Borjan thinks he's getting cute here with that little feint to send Balo flying. Uh, but I feel like he may have sort of, uh, you know, just just gotten Balo a little bit angry. Yep. Messed with karma a little bit there. Um, so that brings us to the goal. Second goal, 30, 35 minute mark. Wea and Reina together settle some soccer tennis in near midfield. Um, Reina heads it to Wea. Which is, uh, which is an, actually a nice little play by Reyna. And then Wea just very cleverly heads it back into his path. This like glancing little header. So subtle. Yeah, it's really, really, that's really hard to do. You know, <laughs> anybody who's played soccer, like to, to get that, to get the angle and the weight on that header right is, uh, is quite tricky. And Reyna takes a big touch into the space. And at first I'm like, wow, that's a heavy touch. But then as, as, as you watch it back, um, it's, a, it's an I'm totally in command of the angles and the spatial relationships touch because it, uh, it puts him, it gives him a head of steam heading, into the, heading towards the box. It's just a big boss touch, in my opinion. And then he drives at the box and slips Ballow in outside the boot, kind of looking, kind of a no look, well-weighted not to cut down the angle too much for, uh, for Ballo. And then Ballo steps in behind Kennedy, who, uh, as I mentioned, was on a yellow card and just with strength thrashes it past Borjan for the second goal. Every, every single thing there, inch perfect, time to perfection. Uh, the, the weight of the touch from Reyna it takes the first touch for Ballo, I think, again, is how Burkamp says it. I go back to that all the time. You can take that first touch for your teammates so they don't have to do anything but step through it. Um, and then it's a lot of work for Balo to put himself in position to be able to just step through it. Uh, times his run behind uh, Kennedy perfectly onside by, by you know, uh, an elbow's length mm-hmm. and then um, seals him off. So, so gets the leverage, holds him off with an arm and absolutely smashes it. So has all the body control to do all of this. Uh, and we're 1-0 up. Also want to point out, this, is, this was a, a sequence that began with, with us drawing Canada up, right? Okay. After that Bourjean move, they'd hit it long. I think there'd been like a handball at midfield. We go short, and we kind of dink it around what looks maybe like aimlessly, end up with it with Zimmerman in the box with Canada, you know, six guys in the frame pushed up. Zimmerman lays it off to Turner, and Turner hits it upfield. And then when the ball zooms over to uh, where, the, where it's going to land, you can see how well we set up we are if Canada doesn't get a perfect headed clearance, which they don't. Uh, so it's kind of like, I, I know this is sort of like, it can be a bad word for some people to be like, create these first ball, second ball situations. 
But if you draw a team's pressure up and they commit numbers forward, and then you like uh, the talent you have available in the, on the other side of the field, it's, there's nothing wrong with just going up there. And, you know, again, Canada get their first chance at Turner's ball, but it's just sort of headed back towards Reina, who's in a big amount of space with just one Canada player around him. It looks like it's Jonathan Osorio, too, too so he's going to win that aerial duel. And, um, and then, yeah, how I described it is how it played out. I guess we had, we had a 3v3 there as that ball came down at the Canada center back with Pulisic on the near side of the field with a guy marking him. So. But this Lovely, is, I mean, man. This, that, that is basically disorganizing the opponent with the ball. It doesn't always have to mean that it's all passing on the floor. You bring Canada up, and then when the ball goes upfield, uh, you have this little open, you create an open field situation where roles get confused on who's supposed to be with who uh, on the next three actions. And, and that's kind of where we end up with Reina being able to drive forward uh, as Canada have to retreat. It just doesn't happen without Reina and Weah's quality, though. You know, no, to your point about game changers <laughs> at the at the beginning of the at the beginning of the episode, it's uh, they're so good. Not as they're reliably, right? I mean, not it, it, could could other guys pull this off? Sure, like it's possible, but they're not going to do it as frequently as successfully uh, right. as when you have this caliber of player on the field doing it. You got the next, why don't you take the next, uh, the next item. So it's two zero, you know, it kind of feels like the game is over a little bit. <laughs> I know it does, which is crazy. Cause it, it definitely is not, but yeah. it did kind of feel that way. Like Canada aren't threatening us that much. We've got, we've got them buttoned up, but you know, like they didn't threaten much in that qualifier in Nashville either. And then very suddenly Alfonso Davies was behind everybody and, and they are tapping it in from the three yard line. Right. Uh, could have happened in this game, but didn't. I mean, it could have happened like a minute later. No, it wasn't. It wasn't a tap in, but they they uh, they get a decent chance here where they they get it up into that uh, left channel up in right at the edge of the 18, about six yards from the end line. Uh, Osorio kind of chases it down. His back is to the goal. Brendo runs up on him and like collides with him. But that doesn't phase Osorio, of course, because it tends not to. Um, and then Brendo sticks with it and overcommits and Osorio kind of pants him with a little nutmeg. Um, and so suddenly Scally's outnumbered there and Osorio connects a little pass and they get to whip in an uncontested cross. Zimmerman clears it uh, from about the you know penalty spot. Um, then first ball, then Pulisic can't fully disrupt it in the scramble and Eustachio ends up with an uncontested shot from about 22 yards out. Uh, Richard's a little bit in the way of it, but kind of his jump took him out of the path. Uh, decent shot on frame. Turner makes it look easy going down to his left, but it, you know, a little chance here for Canada out of, I don't want to say out of nothing, but um, we, we felt like we had it buttoned up, but lose a little bit of the pitch control with, uh, with Brendo over committing Canada gets a chance out of it. Yeah. It was kind of a, it was a low hit that was going to sneak in at the sneak inside the post if Turner didn't get there. Right. Yeah. Never looked like it was a, never it looked like, like a blast Turner as it left his foot. It was like, okay, we, he's got this, but, uh, just, yeah, just that uh, some amount of quality that Canada have where they, mm-hmm. they can, they can find a, a shot. Yeah, Eustachio is a player that Canadian fans have been really excited with. I, I now kind of hate him because he pushed, because he pushed Reyna into Alistair Johnston, caused that injury. But we'll get to that later. Um, we have a good counterattacking chance lost when Wea kind of steps on the ball and trips on it. It's like he's like kind of ready to go off to the races with Balogun racing ahead of him and just uh, just makes a little mistake. So you know nobody's perfect. Just got to clock that. Uh, 
38 minute mark, another Canadian attack down our right side. Aronson and Scali bypassed by Osorio and Larea pretty easily. And, um, and it's a good hit from Larea from a tight angle. Another good Turner save down to his right or over to his right, more like. And then it falls back to Larea and he feeds it back into the six. Only Jedi stepping in front of David at the last moment prevents a tap in. Jedi, as I said, was outstanding in terms of being alert and reliable. And then uh, Zim smacks it out of bounds for a throw in. Yeah, this was this wasn't a great sequence for that right side uh, pitch control wise. Um, both Brendo and Scally end up managing to defend from the wrong side uh, of their sort of markers body. Um, Aronson allows that pass to be played in behind him uh, and is sort of again defending on the chase. Then and then Scally's man slips to the interior of him so that. Uh, he can receive that pass and be able to shoot with Scally trailing the play. Uh, it happened quick, but we, we do need a little bit more. I, I feel like, again, this is going to be on Brendo as that center mid to clean some of this stuff up. He's, he's doing a ton of work. He's, no one's going to get it right every time. It's not like uh, Wes and Musa and even Adams don't end up on the wrong side of their guy sometimes. Um, but that's just that's what, how this one played out. Yeah. Really, I mean, really, Adams. Go ahead. Go ahead. Uh, yeah, I mean, you were probably going to point out to, that Adams did it in World Cup qualifiers <laughs> and in the World Cup. <laughs> yeah, I was just going to say, you know, Adams, who who people say is like does the defensive work of two guys and stuff like which I which I, I sympathize with. You know, he he lost Memphis to pie for the game's opening goal against the Netherlands. Um, so yeah, just agreeing with you. Uh, and then just on the on that ball that does finally get whipped in uh, on the ground, really solid coverage from all of Zimmerman, Richards, and Jedi. They're all in the right spot. So whichever one that ball had gone to, uh, whichever Canadian attacker, they would have not gotten to it first because our guy would have. Well, I mean, Zimmerman had a great game, I thought. Uh, Richards just couldn't be happier for him. Yeah, Richards, Richards' era has begun. Yeah. This is what we wanted to preview was like, I don't know who's going to start. I hope Richards does, and I hope he shows that he should be. And I think, I think, we're, in, I think we're in the Richards era now. Yeah. Probably worth playing. So I jumped. It went in. We won. Simple. Simple. All right. 39th minute. Aronson's a little wasteful on the counter. He tries to slip Wea in behind when it wasn't on. Um, gets cut out. We had a couple of those. Musa had one as well. Um, 30, 40th minute, good job by Scally stepping in front of Laren and drawing another foul in our box. It's kind of a, a little bit, it's a, it's a through ball, a ball slipped in behind that slipped in pretty wide for Laren, but good job by Scally. He was savvy and, uh, and a gamer in this game, I thought. 43rd minute, we get a training ground set piece. After Reyna embarrasses a couple guys in midfield, this was like a clip that's going around on Twitter a lot. He, he's just sort of dribbling in circles and leaving people behind, but he slips it out to Wea. Um, Wea squares it to the middle. I think he might have been playing it to Ballo, and it would have been nice if Pulisic had left it for Ballo. But Pulisic, it was also right at Pulisic. Pulisic took it and then tried to try to step around a guy and got fouled. I don't know what he was going to do if he got around the guy anyway. But um, something frantic. <laughs> I guess. Yeah. It's not a dig on Pulisic. He just has very frantic dribbling body language. Yeah. Yeah. As I mean, I know you're a big. F- you're a big fan of frantic body language. You always have been. Uh, but anyway, on the, on, the, on the free kick, Pulisic just rolls it to Wea, who's running in from, uh, from well behind. And Wea takes a strike from 25 yards, places it well. Not, uh, doesn't catch it like 100%, but puts some power on it. 
And Borjan makes a fingertip save to his right. That was going in. That was going to be a goal if he didn't get to it. Weah's got a cannon. So uh, I, I like this design. I like the personnel we're using here. Uh, nice yeah. disguise from Pulisic to take the run up like he's going to serve or strike a ball in and then to very, uh, again, deceptively just roll it with the top of his foot over towards Weah, like two yards away. Yeah, kind of sideways rolls, rolls it. This yeah, is, very cute. This is the kind of cute I get behind right here. <laughs> 44th minute, uh, just clocked a good tackle from Aronson. He's, he's, uh, he has put in a shift off the ball. And then in the 45th minute, Reyna gets hurt, gets absolutely wrecked by Eustachio after passing the ball, uh, combining on our left side. Um, he gets pushed into Johnson and their legs clash. Both are down for a while. Reyna hobbles off and then comes back on. Um, but then, of course, he gets subbed off at the half. With some kind of what, some kind of calf injury, that was the tweet, I guess. Yeah, and I haven't I haven't seen the diagnosis, but I'm totally comfortable diagnosing it from the video clip, uh, which is the responsible medical thing to do for me. Uh, no, he gets pushed, and so he's like whipping around, right? He's rotating. So I'm at least crossing my fingers that we're just talking about like a bruise here. Like, yeah. I don't think it'd be like a. I don't, I'm hoping it's not a strain because it's not like he was, you know, lunging or reaching for anything. Just smashes the back of his leg into. Uh, the Canadians like into Johnson, yeah, Johnson. yeah, and and Geo did not look. Um, he was hobbling about on the telecast in the second half at first, but then you know pretty soon he's like directing traffic from the sideline, coaching from the sideline. He's all smiles after the game. You got to imagine he would be a little bit more bummed if he was uh, badly hurt. Yeah, and and if you've ever had one of those big like deep bruises, uh, it you're you're hobbling. But if it's a strain or, or anything like an ankle or anything like you're they're not letting you put weight on it. Right. Is, is what I is again what I'm my detective work here. Like the fact that he's walking around after the game too. tell for me, I'm like, oh, that must mean it's just a bruise and it's just going to take uh, a bunch of ice and a little bit of rest until it's until it's humming again. Third minute of stoppage time. Scally is again reliable in gumming things up. Davies blows past Tim Weah down the wing and which is no small task. And then, uh, but, but Scally gets in the way of his ball across and sends it out for a corner. So just, uh, once again, happy with Scally's performance. At the half, Gio comes off for Luca Della Torre because of the knock he took. Um, thought Gio was our best player in that first half. I, I imagine we're going to be thinking that a lot over the next 10 years. <laughs> again, like, you know, you asked after the Mexico game, like, was Gio outstanding? And he didn't do a ton of outstanding things. Uh, what I'm hoping the next 10 years are, are uh, not having to worry about any one player having an outstanding game. Because if Gio's just quiet, he's just quiet in there, Pulisic is doing something. And if Pulisic's a little quiet against Canada, Gio's cooking. And Tim Weah is always uh, a great sous chef. So I just feel like we've got, we've got some things going on here um, that, again, I just want to stress that I really hope that as you're watching this team, this cycle, you're able to allow yourself to enjoy it. Yeah. I mean, you think about what it's like to defend against us. If you allow Wea to, to get a little room and provide service from the right, you've got Pulisic and Balogun crashing, crashing the goal mouth. They're both quite good at that. And then, um, you know, if you, if you say, well, we're going we're gonna to defend Wea, we're not going to allow him to do anything. Then you've got Pulisic going, you know, Pulisic coming in from the left. You got Gio Reyna. I mean, it's just... It's going to be hard to play against that, that foursome, I think. Well, yeah. And then, again, you throw in Serginho Dest as Wea's buddy, and Wea and Dest will 
love to play together. It's, yeah. This, this is just, uh, this, is, this is enjoyment. We're, we're just fans at this point. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So uh, the second half timeline is going to be briefer. The, right in the 46 minute, 46 minute mark, Davies flies past Scally, drives into the box, tries to slip Laren in on goal. So, I mean, Scally was good. Scally, I think, did a good job. You're not going to stop Davies every time. And he got turned pretty, uh, pretty dramatically here. And then Davies tries to slip Laren in on goal, but it's an outstanding little interception from Walker Zimmerman to stick his foot out and uh, poke it to, I think, Scally, who's, come, who's rushing back into the box. So good defense from Zim. Another good and game from him. The notable thing here as, as you know, Scally gets rinsed, which whatever, no, no shade here, it's Alfonso Davies. Is as he gets rinsed, Davies isn't looking right at Zimmerman. Davies is actually looking right at Eunice Musa, who has just filled in some not just space. He's with a Canadian player, but again, that alertness, that responsibility, and commitment to just being an extra body back there, and not just being like, "Well, it's Zimmerman's job to pinch over if Scally goes out." Uh, I think that that's clearly part of the plan in this game to contain Davies and limit uh, how badly people can get cooked and what the what the consequences are when they inevitably do get cooked. So we've got Eunice as a body there, and he actually kind of gets past Eunice too, but it makes him have to adjust to hit his little attempt at a through ball that Zimmerman intercepts. He tries to play the same through ball in a mirror image to the one that, uh, that Reyna played and just couldn't do it, just couldn't pull it off. I mean, it, it, you have to ask, is, is Alfonso Davies no longer the best player in CONCACAF now that Gio Reyna has emerged? <laughs> I mean, time will tell, but I, I've, I've, well... Yeah, um, <laughs> we get a, a little spell of pressure, pressure from Canada. Kone hits one at Turner from twenty. It's easily dealt with. Uh, I mean, it's kind of easily dealt with. He he, he kind of misplayed that a little, right? Yeah, I guess he. Yeah, it, it bounced off his chest, didn't it? His, his no, it was like his arm. It was on the ground, and he got down to collect it, and it just kind of hit one of his arms and bounced a little bit free. Yeah, he he could collect the second one without a problem. But come on, Matt. It would have been a Rob Green moment if that had gone in, I guess. Well, it would go in or if somebody was right at the doorstep to, to hit the rebound. Right, right. As I said earlier, I, don't, I didn't mind us dumping it long, uh, especially up to zero. But it did, it did sort of seem like Balogun was surprised a lot of the times we did it. Like he wasn't, he wasn't there to challenge for, the, for the, you know, the ball as it's coming down on the center back's head. I don't yeah, know what that was about but I don't I don't know if that's a strength for Balgan but we'll, while we're on that subject uh this was interesting because Herdman had some comments after he kind of gave the standard losing coach's answer about how the other team didn't play honorably <laughs> like he didn't actually say that but he was like they didn't the U.S. didn't even try to play out of the back so I guess you know if if you're if you're happy to be pragmatic then then okay as though again teams have some obligation to play worse it's a little, little bit rich coming from him you know <laughs> yeah but uh but also, like, Herdman, Herdman directed his team to discourage us from playing out of the back. Like, uh, the, after the goal, where Canada now need to chase and can't just let us, you know, walk around with the ball, on all of our goal kicks, he's, he's barking and pointing, and Canada are up on the top of our box with, with two guys at the top of the box ready to uh, attack us as we play it short. And so the first time they did this, you know, Turner did the weighted, did the hands thing, everyone just jogs upfield and we launch it long. The second time, we didn't. We actually were like, okay, well, we're going to try to play out of it. And we did it really badly. And it was just like we passed to Zimmerman. Zimmerman passed to Scally. Scally was immediately in a dead end and like hit it off a guy out of bounds for our throw. But then after that, it was like, okay, we can just be done playing it short. We can just, we can, if they're going to come up here, 
then we're just going to hit it over. Or, and, I mean, we'll all reset, but we're not going to, at 1-0 and then even 2-0, we're not going to like dink around with it with Matt Turner and Walker Zimmerman uh, without Sergino Dest on the field. Right. Uh, with Brendan Aronson instead of Weston McKennie in midfield. Like, we're not going to just make this easier for you, Canada. We're going we're gonna to go ahead and just hit the long goal kicks. Yeah, well, it sounds like somebody got addicted to Berhalter's dogmatism. And, um, and I'm talking about Herdman. And, uh, you know, rehab. Rehab uh, under BJ Callahan is tough medicine, you know? <laughs> Uh, I mean, I'm hopeful that Berhalter will, you know, do these kinds of things, but and play these kinds of players in these kinds of roles. I'm not sure he will, though. I'm not. I'm not either. But I, I really expect it. And again, as soon as the World Cup ended, uh, I, I, I thought the certain evolution was going to be. We talked about it. MMA midfield sets an outstanding floor. It shows what you can do with those players, uh, and if you can get like for like depth uh, and keep them fresh over a short turnaround in a tournament setting then you've got a great foundation. If you can find a way that Gio Reyna can play in there instead, then that can open up a lot of doors uh, moving, going forward, literally attacking forward with the soccer. Yeah, so, right. uh, so I really do think that was going to be, I think that was a pretty obvious next step um, given everyone's eventual return to health. Yeah. I hope you're right. And I think I, I, you know, I hope, I hope it's so much that I think you are right. Um, <laughs> So 53rd minute, Scally gets isolated with Davies again, stays disciplined, forces a blast from a tough angle that uh, Davies flashes over the bar. I think we're okay with that shot, right? Oh, yeah. Um, we're okay with Scally. We're, we are okay with Davies not taking Scally on all the way. Right. Like, and, and that's a credit to Scally. 53 minute mark. I really loved this moment. This was, a, this was the uh, Ballo show. He, he stays with a play in, the, in zone 14 where the ball is just kind of bouncing around. And he sniffs it out. You know, he, he's, you can see him moving into the space where he's likely to win the second ball. And then he does uh, under some pressure. He plays it out to Jedi and then rece- receives the return pass as he's running at the near post. But it's, it's behind him in the box. And it's just a deft left-footed touch to bring it um, back in front of him. And then swivels and shoots on frame with his left foot. It's blocked out of bounds by Kennedy. But it looked like it was going far, far post side netting. Um, if he hadn't, if Kennedy hadn't gotten a foot on it. And I, this is just another example of like Balogun, Balogun can do things in those close quarters that I don't think any of our other strikers can. Yeah. And he's shown off this little swivel move a couple of times already, uh, in the, in the, whatever, 120 minutes that he's played for us, um, where, which might sound silly to be like really excited about the swivel, but a swivel means that you weren't facing the goal and now you are facing the goal. Right. So sort of switch yourself from not facing the goal in an attacking situation to facing it 15 yards out is a massive deal. Uh, and so the fact, huge. Yeah. And the fact that he's sort of shown that he can do this in, in traffic with, without being able to necessarily get his feet set. And, um, and what he didn't have in this situation was anyone to pass to. So that's another thing. Like if he can do this and we have another body, then he can either shoot or if he's off balance, just tap it over to someone else. It's, it's, uh, this, this is a big deal. We've just, we've simply just added, a huge piece to our to our player pool yeah to a team that was already quite good defensively and good at getting into the attacking third good at getting good at getting the ball into the attacking third we've added a striker who is just a clear is just a clear level up and um 
uh, you know, for now, maybe Pepe catches up to him. Exactly. If he's not a clear level up, it's because Pepe is rising, right? It's not because like, oh no, he's actually, you know, Balogun's actually bad. Like, I think we're in a spot where if, if, if it's a discussion, that's outstanding news. Yeah. Okay. Let's get, let's, let's get cruising yeah, let's here. 50, Come on. 54th minute. There's a way of volley on a cleared corner that's blocked out of bounds. <laughs> we got to cook, but we literally just put this in here so I could be like outstanding contact on a volley. I love volleys. This is a great hit. It was, it was a good hit. Uh, I don't know if it was hit hard enough to get past Borjan, but very, very satisfying. Uh, 55th minute, another block shot. This one from Pulisic who can't get past Johnston. And then the corner gets launched into the air straight up by Larea, kind of sloppily. And Richards nearly heads it in over Laren. Um, one of those sort of right angle headers. The ball's coming straight down. You head it straight, straight across and it, it gets tipped onto the crossbar by Borjan. On the ensuing corner, Richards gets his head on it again. Air Richards, baby. And nods it across love, in a lovely way to Balligan, who re- does another one of these swivels. He receives it very cleanly with his left foot, spins and rips one with his right foot that's saved off the line by Scott Kennedy. I mean, just a absolutely tenths of a second actions by him to get this shot off. And, uh, and Kennedy's just lucky that he was standing exactly where he was. Yeah, very passive voice saved off the line by Scott Kennedy because he, <laughs> he, knew, he knew nothing about it. Uh, yeah. So, and Bourjan knew nothing about it. Uh, it, was, it was one of those that anywhere else besides their two silhouettes and it's 3-0 and Herdman might get fired. Yeah. Well, he might get fired anyway, right? <laughs> keeps, talking, keeps talking bad about the Federation. I don't know how they are up there. Uh, about that kind of stuff. We're, uh, we're good on set pieces now. That's a, big, uh, that's a big development from yesterday. I'm sure it'll hold true 100% going forward. Uh, 57th minute, Luca De La Torre gets absolutely wrecked from behind in space by Alfonso Davies, and it's a clean tackle. He gets wrecked in the clean way, and he needs to do better, and he really didn't do better. Uh, when he got, got on the ball in the midfield, he was like moments from losing it every time. Yeah, I mean, this, this probably would go down as a little bit of a shocker, again, in part based on how excited everyone was to see him step up, you know, expecting him to start for McKenney. Uh, and he had several of these, and it's, it's easy to say, well, he's just getting out muscled, but these weren't situations where there should have been any muscle involved at all. Like, he, he has it with a ton of time, and all he needs to do is, like, make his choice and execute before someone catches him. And, and he, was just, he was just slow, just slow on his reads and didn't pull a trigger and... Uh, ended up on the ground a couple of times. Yeah, I don't know if he, what's going on there. If he just, um, if La Liga, if La Liga is just a really slow league. I think I don't know. <laughs> I think it's got to be like national team uh, jitters a little bit. Not that not that he hasn't played for the national team before, but just like just that f- you freeze a little bit because you're not a hundred percent sure that what you're supposed to do is what you're supposed to do because you've just been in camp for two days and you want to make a good impression. Uh, I certainly don't think that we need to write him off for 45 minutes of, of looking a little bit uh, turtly here. Like, but, but it was, yeah. it's, it's not nothing. Like he's, he's gonna, it's going to be on him to, to show that uh, he's not going to turtle up. Yeah, he needs, to, he needs to play a lot better uh, or else his spot at essentially fifth in the midfield depth chart. Well, he's, he's sixth right now because Aronson's ahead of him, isn't he? But um, his spot is going to be in some danger if he can't. You put Adams ahead of him. Is that what you're saying now that we're in this uh this new era four three three? Yeah, Adams with, with Geo as the locked in attacking mid. 
Right, and Luca could come in and be that role, or he could play and play deeper. But um, you know, of the six midfielders, I think he's number six. Wouldn't you say? Um, Tajan Buchanan comes on for Johnston, and Sam Adekugbi comes on for Osorio in the 60th minute, and then Stephen Vittoria on for uh, Scott Kennedy, who was on a yellow. Um, Davies is still dangerous. We're just we're just clearing it. We're clearing his crosses, or they're. Um, or he's getting, or he's not getting past Scally. Sixty-third minute, a clever throw-in from Scally to Luca, Luca, who uh, skips it across, and Borjan, so skips it across from the Man City zone, and Borjan gets a paw to it, and it falls to Pulisic, and he almost stabs it in with the inside of his left foot, but I think it's blocked by, I don't know, whoever the center back was who was being desperate in defense there. Um. 65th minute, a nice catch from Matt Turner on a ball floated over to Davies. He had to really come out of his box and uh, judge it well, and it's nice to see him command his box that way. No oopsies from Turner today, right? Or did he have, maybe he had, I think he might have had half an oopsie in the first half. Well, the one that you mentioned that came off his arm could have been an oopsie if uh, somebody was a little more opportunistic. Uh, No big ones, and and again, part of that is because 70% of the time, uh, we'll go even higher, uh, 74% of the time we dropped it back to him with any Canada players in the in the picture, he was lumping it. Yeah, not a not a game set up for very many oopsies from him. Um, Lorea mostly pocketed Pulisic, I thought. Yeah, I don't disagree with that. And and like I said, it's one of these uh, moments that we hopefully we can look back fondly on and be like, okay, go ahead and uh, pocket Pulisic. Like Gio Reyna's going to do you, or, or Tim yeah. Way is going to do you. Sergio Dest is coming next time, so. Um, I also want to say it's, this isn't the first time that's happened either, right? We've had other games in the past where Pulisic has been off, and that doesn't mean we're doomed. Uh, Wea and McKenney have, have have been cooking a little bit when Pulisic was off during qualifying, so we've had it. I just feel like the the level and the and the numbers here now are are going up for for the players who can who can be game changers. Yeah, I mean, just adding Ballo and Reyna to our World Cup qualifying. Um situation is is is, is like a it's a 100 percent increase in game changers (laughs) yeah that's about right (laughs) uh 66 minute mark canada gets a huge chance and you know if this goes in if they score here it's a different the the last 25 minutes are a lot different but it's a big switch from davies over to adekugby on the left side and we don't have very many people um there are like three black shirts and maybe one white shirt in the box there um, Adekugbi cuts it back for Laren, who is just wide open uh, near the penalty marker. He tries it with his left foot and scuffs it. Uh, Turner saves it. No, I'm sorry. Cle- Richards clears it off the line back to him, and then he tries with his right foot and hits it over. So I think, you know, Laren will wish he had done better there. I thought both Luca and Brendo were both a bit out to sea in this sequence. Um, I mean, it's kind of it's a, it's a kind of a broken play that ends up with Davies in the first place over on the right side, but uh, nobody's getting back fast enough to fluster Laren, and I think that's it's got to be on the midfielders a little bit to to be a little bit more aware of what's happening. It, I, I think so too, but uh, and, and this isn't a defense; this is just the context. It's a set piece. So we talked about that first half corner for us, where uh, you know, or the set piece for us that Scally ends up hitting a cross in. Uh, where Canada's confused and we have four on two and then Zimmerman's unmarked somehow also at the top of the box. This is kind of like that where you get confusion 
uh, on on second actions on set pieces of who's supposed to be where and when do you switch back because you know Brendo's a little bit higher up the field on set pieces of course being Brendo and Balogun is all the way back in the box defending uh, for the initial kick and when that initial kick sort of gets cleared out or half cleared I should say there is this moment of like okay does Balogun stay and is he a defender or does he get back up field and and Brendo switches back and the way this gets half cleared out Brendo's the nearest guy to the ball upfield, and so he charges up to pressure it. So mm-hmm. he's moving himself even farther from the uh, dangerous traffic area that we're eventually going to need to cover. And it's just not in Bolligan's mindset to be like, oh, I need to stay committed right here, protect this space uh, from, from a chance that might arise two passes down the road. So, so that's just kind of the context of how Canada end up with a man all by himself uh, in the penalty box for that cutback is Brendo just didn't get back in time since Balo isn't fully committed. Yeah. So it's really, you know, unless you're going to hold Balo's feet to the fire here, it's really not anybody's exact fault. Yeah. Um, A a different, more defensive minded player than Brendo might also been like, okay, my job is done as soon as I pressure and that guy hits it out wide and they're going to serve it. And I should be getting back connecting to the center backs uh, again to protect that valuable real estate. Um, But, but again, that's also not really Brendo's territory for clubs, so it's not like that's drilled into his mind either. Well, Luca also was—I mean, he was on the from our point, from Matt Turner's point of view, on a, on the left side of our box during this sequence, right, or shaded to the left side. And we have plenty of white shirts over there, and not many black shirts. And then all the black shirts are way on the other side of the box. And you know, maybe need a little more awareness from him too. I don't know. Whatever. Uh, <laughs> set piece awareness, though. I, I mean, again, second action, third action, set piece awareness. That's that's what we're talking about here. Okay. Let's let's, let's diagram it in the film room. Get everybody on board. <laughs> protect the space in front of the goal. Aronson gets subbed off for Johnny Cardoso. Um, he gets shoulder checked by Tajan for not going off fast enough, and then Pulisic goes over and shoulder checks Tajan. So you know. Just uh, just put it in the shit housing chronicles a little bit. Um, Tejan, Tejan's made the deliberate choice to be to try to be a Concacaf shit houser, right? Like he was he was doing some stuff in that Mexico qualifier up in the up in the Arctic uh, towards yeah, the end of the game. He started. He's, he's he started a little bit scraps. of a chaos merchant. Yeah. yeah, he's he's like doing it on purpose. He's like, I mean, he has made the choice to see how he can get people to uh, to react. So he's he's going for it. Uh, Luca loses it again around the 70 minute mark and then wins it back. And it's, and way is off to the races, plays Pulisic wide left. He cuts in and has a shot that's blocked. Um, just, you know, go ahead, Greg. Yeah. Decent transition moment. This is something we got to improve on with our patterns. Um, he might have Balo early. I should, I'm saying we need to improve on it. Uh, I don't know that there was much here to improve on. It was Canada really committed to shutting down the windows as, as we were running at them. So. Uh, yeah, he might have been able to play Balo immediately, uh, but once that was closed, getting it out to Pulisic facing the goal is a pretty good consolation prize. Just Pulisic doesn't create any any windows. Yeah, seventy third minute, uh, Balo and Johnny work it into the box. I think Balo kind of kind of going down as 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 if he's fouled, but it it the ball s- slips over to Pulisic. He takes a heavy touch in the penalty area. And Larea pokes it away at the last moment, just as he's about to, as Pulisic is about to try to strike it on goal. I don't think Pulisic had in mind to lay it off sideways to Ballo, who was wide open. But um, there, that's what happened. Seventy fifth oh, minute. Hold on, I know you're, I know you're cooking, but this was this. We got to talk about it because we've already mentioned the swivels. This is another swivel, and this is one where 
uh, Bala was able to swivel and just keep it alive for somebody else around him rather than swiveling to, to create for himself. But just okay. to, to get it uh, facing the wrong way, get everybody facing the right way, it's a big deal. Yeah. Pepe comes on for Ballo in the 75th. Uh, he had a pretty quiet cameo. I thought he was, he was good and physical, definitely an active participant in trying to win the ball back and get things going, but just we just didn't get much going. The last thing I have uh, is Canada pinning us down uh, for a while there towards the, towards the end, but Richards and Zimmerman and Jedi, just very stout defensively. Musa. Uh, indefatigable, which is not something that you could always say about him uh, down the stretch. And then uh, in the 86th minute, Richards blocks a Davies cross after a nice one-two from Davies and Eustachio. And uh, he blocks it off Davies out of bounds, so we get a goal kick, and he screams at Davies' left ear and pumps up the crowd as we, get, as we take our goal kick. So uh, I don't have much. I, I just want to say, you know, Canada pinned us down in a sense, but we we just set up shop in front of our box. So we, we brought Trusty on for Scally. Uh, That's way right. I moved to right wing back. So now we're, we got three center backs, big kids, uh, good in the air. And we were just like, OK, do what you want to do. We've got our we've got our uh, we've got our trees here. Um, take your best shot. And they Canada did actually still create <laughs> a really good look uh, where they I think it was. David squared it across the front of the goal for it was very inviting um, for Tajan who was yeah, too busy who sorry, was too Tijan. busy trash talking with somebody on the back post <laughs> to make the run. But overall, no, I, I was happy. I didn't mind the fact that we were sitting with uh, 10, 10 defenders uh, within twenty five yards of Turner. It was just just professionally seeing out the game. So many, so many positives from this game. What uh, what are you most excited about? Oh man! It, so it's Reina. Like I, I got, I just got to say, Reina is the most exciting thing. Uh, Richards is right up there. Uh, Balo uh, is right there. <laughs> so I mean, I was already excited about Balo. I, I feel like I knew what Reina was doing. Um, Richards was the one, right, where we got to see him come in for the national team, and and I feel like it was almost with the expectations, or at least the the hope that I had for him, felt like he was the guy. He he started both these games. Um, and so it was a matter of seeing, like, can he hold up to, to that level of scrutiny and that high of expectation? And I think, I think he absolutely did. Absolutely did, yeah. Almost poetic for him to score the game winner in the Nations League final. Um, yeah, I, I, you know, and I knew Bal- Balgan was good. I've, I've watched the clips. I've watched him at, at Ham. And, uh, but, you know, to see him actually do it for the national team in a meaningful game. It's really pretty satisfying. Uh, I'll also throw in, it's notable. I think we have to note uh, a lot of guys, a lot of guys didn't get a run out. Right. And this is something we talked about before of, uh, you know, you have Taylor Booth coming to this camp might be the only one he's really available for if he's trying to move clubs, but this isn't, we, we didn't get him in. We didn't play him. So even, even up three zero, maybe could we have dropped him in for Wea or pool sick when pool six grabbing his hammy? Like I'm not, I'm not here to wet blanket anything, but, uh, and Booth has plenty of time to prove to prove what he can do at the club level and get other call ups. But I was like, ah, oh, man, I wish. And he couldn't have really proved that much in nine minutes of uh, mop up duty when we stopped playing soccer. Uh, I just it, I wish we could have seen him jump on the field for his sake. Yeah, I suppose I did. I didn't think he was all that great the last time he played for the U.S. But um, totally fair. And, and when he, you know, when a player doesn't get a run out. Sometimes it's it makes me outraged, and sometimes I say, "Well, you know, maybe that's that's a that's a data point, you know." 
Yeah. And there's, again, it's not going to make a material difference where, oh, if we'd only given Booth 12 minutes against Canada, he'd, he'd know this, he'd know exactly how to play with his teammates uh, later right. on down the line. Uh, Zendai Haas didn't get in. Sonora didn't get in. But both those guys will be at the Gold Cup where they can get all the minutes they want in the group stage. Uh, yeah. It'll be fun. To, it'll be fun to see them get that chance because they were, they seemed like they were celebrating as hard as anybody in the locker room afterwards. I mean, I'm sure that this, again, we have a clear tier, right? We have a clear set, uh, demarcation between the guys and, and the auditions. And, and for some of the auditions, I'm sure it's just like, Hey, Hey, I'm, I'm happy to be here. I'm, I've had fun watching Tim Way and Christian Pulisic. Right. Or at least it's like, Oh, they have Pulisic and Way have emphatically demonstrated why they are the tier they are. Right. I think that's that's probably that probably is what Sendeas and uh, Sonora are thinking. Um, okay, we better get going. Yeah, wrap it uh, up, girls. Come on. <laughs> no, yeah, Gold Cup coverage uh, starts starts up later this week, and uh, like I said, a couple more episodes coming this week. We got the Monday review on Tuesday for patrons. Maybe we'll make that public. Who knows? And then John a John Tolkien interview from Sanjay Sujantha Kumar. So thank you. Thanks, everybody, for listening. We'll see ya.